0: just these fun scary stories so sometimes if there's a creature sometimes it'll shapeshift sometimes it'll have a long arm sometimes its nose falls off and you know when you try and categorize it and put it in a box it's not as fun so they're just sort of fun monsters and yokai kind of covers most of the ground of Mm -hmm. supernatural (laughs) scary things (laughs) So then he opened up the door and it opened slowly and then he walked through the door and it was so dark he couldn't see anything so he kept walking and walking and then he heard a voice tell him every time you die a ghost comes out of you (laughs) and uh said thank Thank you you for telling me and left (laughs) the end that's my (laughs) scary story
1: i love it good (laughs) it's a new tradition
0: well it's halloween's time in the united states and maybe some other countries
1: welcome to halloween town everyone
0: this is our halloween podcast And uh, since we are a Japan-related podcast, we get to talk about Japanese ghosts and supernatural things and yokai, uh, which are all really fun if you've been listening to the podcast for a while. Oh, yeah. We should introduce ourselves. Oh, hi. My name is Michael.
1: I'm Kristen, and I'm very tired because a ghost took my energy.
0: I'm tired, too, but only in my head where a ghost put a pain in my head. (laughs) uh from looking at a screen for too much also i can't talk good because (laughs) the ghost took my words uh what else oh yeah so if you've listened to the podcast we talked to zach davison who's a folklorist and we talked to him about ghosts we talked to matt alt who wrote a book about yokai which is actually in the office somewhere
1: yeah we have all three of his Is it three?
0: Yeah, we have three of his books. I think we have Zach Davison's books. We should probably get them all (laughs) and reference them uh, in this podcast. So we've talked to... to I did it. Oh, we got them. I
1: found them. It's called Yokai Attack, and then Yurei Attack, and then, well, Ninja Attack. That one, we can throw that.
0: That one's not scary, unless you're afraid of being assassinated, and I'm not scared of that.
1: I'll never be afraid. Anyway... Uh, we have them all in the office. So
0: we we've talked to them before. If you need more spooking after, if you need to spook your pants more after <laughs> this podcast, you can go listen to those. But today, Kristen and I are going to talk about our favorite yokai. Mm-hmm. Um, which what are what are yokai, well, Kristen? Oh God. I don't know.
1: It's really hard to explain. So it's not like how in America we have the concept of like ghosts and. It kind of encompasses. Well, it's not just ghosts. It's like s- spooky stuff. Yeah. But it's hard.
0: Yeah, s- and I think that's something because I always struggle Like, what is a yokai? Because sometimes they're ghosts, sometimes they're monsters. And I think it was Zach Davison or Matt Alt or both of them. Go go back and listen to the podcast, and you guys can tell me. <laughs> One of them said, like, you know, basically you know, a lot of Japanese scary stories are just these fun, scary stories. So sometimes if there's a creature, sometimes it'll shape shift. Sometimes it'll have a long arm. Sometimes its nose falls off. And, you know, when you try and categorize it and put it in a box, it's not as fun. So they're just sort of fun monsters. And yokai kind of covers most of the ground of Mm -hmm. supernatural scary things. It's
1: basically when you think of supernatural spooky stuff, that's a yokai. And then Yurei is another word you'll hear, which is kind of more like a ghost, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like more specifically or a spirit. A spirit um, but yokai dead. can be that, too. And then you also have things like um, oni, so like demons, mm-hmm. which don't necessarily fit in either of those, but they can. Um, so there are a lot of big terms. Yeah. Um, but we're just going to stick with these are some fun, spooky folk tale slash I don't know local superstitions you could say Yes. Yeah. 'Cause because they, they uh. come from
0: all over Japan they mm-hmm. come from they change depending on the region and uh, they're all really fun so the fun thing about yokai is like I don't know anyone can can study up on them you just read up about them and you know there's just so many different kinds of monsters and ghosts you can study them for almost forever I
1: I do want to mention, this is kind of weird. We're doing this for October, for Mm -hmm. Halloween, because as we live in America and it's fun to get in the spooky mood. Get in the Um, spirit. Yeah. Uh, But usually when you talk about scary stories or ghost stories, it's usually in summer in Mm -hmm. Japan, usually August, um, when Obon is... Obon? Jeez. Obon is coming. Uh, That's like the big... um, I don't want to call it comparable to Day of the Dead in, like, Mexico, but I- it is a, hol- a holiday of, like, celebrating and thinking about your ancestors and yeah. spirits. And So
0: it's ghost-related, but I guess, but you know... But it's more y-
1: about festivals and fireworks Yeah, now it's, <laughs> it's a lot of fun and, and a lot of
0: kakigori and, mm-hmm. you know, fun things. But also, like, your ancestors are coming back. And you're remembering people. Um, I actually think it's a really nice tradition because mm-hmm. I think, you know, there's a lot of, it's a tendency to kind of be like, oh, get over someone after they pass. But, you know, in Japan, you remember someone every year. And I think that's pretty nice.
1: And that can be in like late July or August, depending on where in Japan you live. It's mm-hmm. different. So,
0: yeah. I also had someone in Japan tell me that summer is the ghost season in Japan because you are so hot. You want to hear a scary story mm-hmm. that makes you feel chills. Yeah,
1: I, I've heard that a lot, and I think if a lot of you watch like or watch or read like anime and manga, you've definitely said, oh the beach episode, and then they stay in a cabin at night and mm-hmm. tell ghost stories, and like even in school a lot of times you'll have a retreat at some point in your life you're supposed to do something scary like go up to the mountain and Mm -hmm. walk alone and it's like a rite of passage yeah Um, it's like summer vacation kids are off so they're Mm -hmm. like oh
0: we're doing scary things yeah so anyway
1: let's talk about some our favorite well i'm going to talk about some of my favorite. Spooky stuff that most people probably haven't heard about. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I know it's some weird, uh, spooky stuff.
0: Yeah, I don't know what you are talking about. I looked at the list, but then I stopped looking. So I actually, I yeah. know one of them, but I don't know the other ones. Okay. The, the other amount. Okay, you can go first. <laughs> and then me? I'll go after you're done.
1: No way. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, I I'll want you to go first. Okay.
0: Okay. So the first one I have um, is one that I had always assumed for a long time was this kind of like old uh, demon or ghost is called Gasha Dokuro, And it's basically just a giant skeleton and that's it. And you see this in, uh, there's an ukiyo-e called uh, Takiyasha, the witch and the skeleton specter. So you can Google that and see it. You've probably seen the ukiyo-e before. Um, it's got like two people. One of them's a witch and there's a big old skeleton just like breaking through the wall. Uh, so I'd always thought like, oh, yeah, this is like a major yokai or something like that. Um, and then eventually I found out that the actual concept of Dokuro is based on this picture. But it was created in the 70s by what? manga artists uh, like Shigeru Mizuki and some others who just wrote in boys magazines or wrote manga. And they turned this into uh, a yokai that uh, just kind of roams around and you can hear its bones rattling <laughs> And basically it's (laughs) invincible
1: (laughs) Um, and
0: sometimes (laughs) invisible and it just picks you up and rips your bodies off, your head off, your limbs and just your blood goes everywhere and it drinks it.
1: I've seen the pictures that you're talking about. I think we've used them in a couple articles. Yeah. I definitely thought those were like Edo period pictures.
0: Yeah. So that's the thing. There are Edo period pictures, but there was no like legend around it or real name for the skeleton uh, until the 70s, um, which is weird because whenever I read that, I'm like, that's not right because there's old pictures. (laughs) Uh, But it turns out like, I I guess a lot of the, the, what would you call it, codification of this yokai and like giving it a name and the things it does came around pretty recently Um, but it's a pretty neat yokai and i think that's why a lot of the depictions of it look a lot like the ukiyo-e because it's basically just like oh we're going to take this image and give it powers and give it a name and it runs around and rips your head off and drinks like an
1: early x-men like i i'm huge and i'm i can go invisible and i'm super strong and i rip you in half and no one can beat me
0: (laughs) and i have no weaknesses (laughs) no
1: weaknesses
0: Uh, apparently like shinto stuff maybe can scare it away but it's like wave,
1: (laughs) like get out there uh, with some some charms i have a an
0: omamori leave me alone (laughs) it's like okay
1: that's that's not very (laughs) fun (laughs) it sounds like well I want to say like, and what's the story? But it sounds like the story was just like, hey, look at these like giant skeletons. Let's let's fake fake it. Yeah. So, so that's I guess my if you come across one of these giant skeletons in the wild, you just die.
0: Yeah. Unless you, you're carrying around some Shinto objects, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, this is great podcasting. I picked a mostly visual uh, ghost. It's a big <laughs> skeleton. So, yeah, you can you can see this uh, a lot in anime and manga and things like that it's in pompoko like all the tanuki get together and try and make one if you guys haven't seen pompoko there's a lot of yokai in that i actually it's really haven't cool. seen that one. Oh, it's so good we should watch it
1: i hear it's very right good. now in final fantasy 14 i have a minion that's named bomboko and it's a tiny tanuki that turns into a pot oh really <laughs> i love that's it cool. so much
0: <laughs> oh maybe we should talk about tanuki maybe later if we have time um it's also in a lot of Uh, video games it's in Castlevania it's in uh, Ganbare Goemon which is called Mystical Ninja and there's always lots of yokai in that Mm. it's a boss that's a giant like skeleton so he shows up anytime anyone needs a giant skeleton basically
1: (laughs) (laughs) anytime anyone needs an invincible giant skeleton yeah I know
0: excuse me I need uh my my blood drank can you can you come over and rip off my head please (laughs) Calling all giant skeletons. Does it
1: eat people or does it just rip them apart for fun?
0: Um, I, From what I read, it like drinks their blood. Oh, so, so it's like a
1: skeleton vampire. It's like, I don't have any blood. Give me yours. Yeah.
0: I'm sure there's stories where it like eats your skin or eats you oh. whole or I don't know. You know, it's, it's all ghost stories. So it's like there's different renditions of stories. Or True. Sometimes it's like. Its uncle Ben got killed, and now it's sad, and <laughs> beca- that's how it became a giant skeleton. It's all his
1: fault because he didn't stop that one burglar. Yeah.
0: Uh, so that's my first one.
1: Cool. I like it.
0: Yeah. Okay. I like, I like skeletons in general.
1: I'm gonna one up you. Uh oh. With a non-murdering yokai. This is it's a happy one. Uh, not so happy. It's called the Nuri Kabe. and so basically. What happens is you go for a walk in the woods or maybe you're traveling to your friend's house or like, oh, your mother-in-law is sick and you have to travel with your family to go like see her. Mm-hmm. Or maybe there's like a big, your, your work is having like a big thing in the other side of the forest. Mm-hmm. And so you're traveling and it's nighttime because you took too long. And then all of a sudden you realize you can't go any further. There's some kind of like invisible wall blocking your path. And you're like, well, I'll just walk around it. So you step off the path. Uh, no, don't do that. But you did.
0: Mm-hmm. And then late.
1: the wall just doesn't end. And then you're completely lost. And it's foggy. And you're probably going to die out there. Or it'll just like be morning by the time you get out. And you'll be late. And you'll have to tell everybody, hey, guys, the nudikabe stopped me. So basically... And oh God! I love art of this. I'm also doing one that's really good visually. Mm-hmm. Art of this is either a giant wall with nothing on it, just a blank white wall with eyeballs <laughs> that kind of just <laughs> looks at you kind of like apathetic. I'm looking at the picture uh-huh. you put in right now. Others look like a slice of bread with eyes and little arms. Mm-hmm. um Some look like weird like puppies that are really droopy, like really droopy white wall puppies
0: yeah it looks kind of like a little bit flabby
1: Mm -hmm. some of them are flabby i actually found out this was one of the first yokai i ever learned about um when i was in high school one of my dad's friends went to japan Mm -hmm. i don't know why and then he came back and was like i heard your daughter likes japan which all of them did Mm -hmm. and gave my dad this bottle which ended up being sake yeah good job dude you gave like a (laughs) 14 year old girl a big (laughs) bottle of sake um and it had this thing on it and to me i was like it had a nudikabe on it and it was just to me it looked like a piece of white bread with really like tired eyeballs and that's all it looks like and it had no label on it and no like information about it being alcohol or anything just like
0: sad white bread sake
1: apparently there's a town or two in japan that has that as their like mascot so of course there's Yudu of this nudikabe too and it literally looks like a dude who has is in a giant like flat rock and there's some eyeballs on either side of his head and his <laughs> arms and legs stick out <laughs> and it's pretty amazing i want so that to be my costume so please 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 look up nudikabe if you get the chance and actually so this is fun a lot of yokai Um, Are excuses for things so um, if you know anything about another really famous yokai that we're not really going to talk about today kitsune the foxes Mm -hmm. a lot of the stories you hear about them is that you go into the forest you're traveling somewhere and um, it's raining and oh you see like a fox wedding and You get tricked or they, you know, you get whisked away and that's why you're late for something. It's an excuse for why you got late. Like maybe you got really drunk the night before you needed to go somewhere and then you ended up like getting lost in the woods. Oh, it was a nudie Kabe. it spirit blocked my way. Yeah, that's one of these. Um, And something else really cool is that the thwomps from Mario were based off of them. Oh, yeah. Which like a lot of people don't really know. I'm sure there are a lot of other inspirations for thwomps. Um, but this is the like traditional Japanese inspiration.
0: Yeah, you can definitely yeah. see the Nudikabe resemblance in in Mario sixty four. Like that's mm-hmm. when he it's really a big looks old like big old
1: rectangle. Yeah, and like he just is like, like in, in your, in your way. way or crushes you. Then see, that's the funny thing too. These aren't gonna kill you. Mm-hmm. They're just like they're just like mm, I don't want you to walk through my body today.
0: Mm-hmm. And then it they like stretch like out in your way. Gets you lost in the woods, mm-hmm. but it's always a good excuse, I'm sure. Yeah. Next you're time you're late,
1: yeah. Next time you're late for work, you're like, oh, I'm so sorry. A Japanese y- uh, nudikabe totally blocked my car in my driveway. I had to stay home today.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure your boss will be like, oh, okay. <laughs> I uh, understand. So That's I want to be one. a nudikabe for Halloween now. I'm just gonna get a mattress <laughs> and paint it gray (laughs) and put two eyes on it and then that's my that's that's my costume
1: it'll be a great conversation piece
0: and then when I'm tired I just lay down (laughs) and I'm already inside a bed
1: (laughs) yeah
0: okay so I got one more yes actually I've got more than one but this is my next one this one is I was actually looking up stuff before this so this one is one I just learned about but it's so great I had to talk about it Mm -hmm. um so if you listeners at home are experts on this one tell me more cuz <laughs> it's great uh it's called akaname and the kanji well i can't describe the kanji <laughs> the word uh aka is filth name is lick so it's basically a uh. uh, yokai that licks up filth in bathhouses and bathrooms uh some places that I, w- I was reading online were like it licks up stuff in bathrooms and toilets and poop But like uh, most of the pictures and most of the old stories are about bathhouses where you would not be pooping. So I think people (laughs) like to get like, oh, bathhouses, that must be where toilets are. And it's like, no.
1: Oh, because of the translations.
0: Yeah. So uh, it is specifically bathhouses, but some places said like dilapidated houses or old estates. Basically, like anywhere there's grime, the Akaname shows up. It basically looks like a little boy or a little child that's naked and slimy <laughs> sometimes it's red because it's like the homophone aka it's also mm. red uh, but sometimes it's green or blue and it has like a mop of like greasy hair and has a big long tongue that's sticky and it just comes and is like mmm filth on the ground <laughs> and just Ew. licks it all up so I guess it's supposed to be like oh no if you don't clean your room or if you don't clean your bathhouse or mm-hmm. your home the Akaname will come and lick everything But actually, it's like, hey, if you don't clean, something will come clean clean for you. Yeah. But I guess it was supposed to be like something, you know, parents would tell kids or you just tell people who are messy, like, hey, clean up or this monster's going to come and lick up your house.
1: Oh, or like if in present day, if there's like a, you went to an onsen, you were like, oh my gosh, it was like super gross. You could be like, one star, there were Akaname everywhere. Like that, it'd be like a little. Akaname, like, yeah, sticker that would go on it and be like, it's yicky here. You get
0: five out of five akaname. So you could, yeah, you could, like, add it on Yelp or on, um, I guess there's Yelp in Japan, right? I'm thinking of Tabe log, but yeah. I guess there must be something for onsen. Uh, you can just leave a review and say, like, I was bathing, it was so gross. I saw akaname like everywhere, licking up the walls.
1: What if, what if this is based on like someone in denial about how dirty their place was and they were like (laughs) I just saw your kid licking scum out of the bath and be like oh no that's a a demon yeah it
0: must be a demon (laughs) it's a
1: yokai spirit and it uh, it lives here and we have to feed it our filth definitely wasn't my nasty child
0: (laughs) (laughs) we have to keep things filthy so the demon can have something to eat so yeah that's basically all there is to that and that's You know, one of those fun yokai that's like, it just licks up filth. So there's not a whole, there's not really a story that you can tell where like, oh, I was walking down the street and then Akaname licked my floor. (laughs) You know, it's just like, it's just a gross thing that happens because that's what, that's what yokai do.
1: That's cool. I've never heard of that one.
0: Yeah, I just learned about it today. So That's that's the fun part is like, I've been reading about yokai for, you know, on and off for years but, but you know, you there's always new stuff,
1: yeah. And as you I- basically explained with your first one, you can just make them up at any point, mm-hmm. like you never know. Some of them are very old, but yeah. a lot of them were just, and, and even the old ones, it's just people sitting around making stuff up, yeah.
0: So. And a lot of things, um, I know we're not going to talk about Tanuki because they're not really that scary, they're just fuzzy little raccoon dogs,
1: and they're oh, wait, what's the word I'm looking for? Out, not outplayed, orange. No. Oh,
0: um, over Ta- overrated. Yes. Uh, played out.
1: We talk about them a lot. Yeah,
0: Tanuki. Everybody are like, knows what they are. Yeah, we have an article on Tofugu.com. You can go read about it. But basically, they're you know they are yokai, and the stories are pretty old. But it wasn't until like the 1700s when people started drawing them that they got things mm-hmm. like their giant testicles. And then it wasn't until the 20th century when they got their big bellies. So these stories change over time, mm-hmm. and things add are added to them.
1: And uh, a lot of the times, you'll notice that stories develop. Like I know we I know we keep um we keep talking about pictures that we're looking at. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time, the story develops because an artist decides to do their own rendition. So with the rise yeah. of the Koa, yeah, it it really, especially in like. So in the Edo period, um, writing was accessible to a lot more people, more people were becoming literate, and a lot of writers were getting fame, not just because of, well, kabuki and, like, (laughs) plays, and then you had, like, um, yeah, and people started being like, well, I can also get this and read it, um, and then, like, pictures, and so that was a huge boom. So even if you had something from, like, the Heian period, it definitely evolved to the present day.
0: And I think uh, when we were talking with Matt Alt, he translated uh, Toriyama Sekien's, I think it's called Night Parade of a Hundred Demons, but maybe I'm wrong. And if I'm wrong, you can tweet at name. me. Um, but he was like the first person to take all these like oral traditions and like write them down, draw pictures. So, you know, a lot of these are like stories from different regions and mm-hmm. then... They would get collected. Someone would draw pictures of them. Like you said, like the Edo period was like, oh, lots of writing, lots of drawing. It's, you know, basically a renaissance. So, Mm. you know, these things, these things change and that's what makes them fun. Are
1: you ready for my next one? Yes. Um, this one inspired something we all know and love. Well, we might not all love it. Um, but it's called, it's, it's goes by two possible names, um, Jean Menju or Nin Menju. Jean and Nin. Uh, if, if you use Wani Kani, you know that the kanji that uses both Nin and Jean as their own Yomi readings is the kanji for people. Yeah, people. That's people. not scary.
0: People are so friendly.
1: <laughs> um, well, not when they are faces hanging off of a tree as <laughs> human face fruit.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Um, So it's basically a tree covered in human heads and now I'm not honestly I'm not sure if this is considered a yokai Mm -hmm. but it is included in one of those like hundred like Hyakumonogatari things basically like a hundred spooky stories um, types of old books Um, and it said that the fruit came from china and that this was a real thing like most of these stories try to say like no you don't understand this was real Mm -hmm. um and the fruit would grow in the shape of human heads and when it was ripe it would laugh itself off of the tree and fall on the ground
0: what (laughs) it would like shake from laughing and fall off
1: yeah and that's how you knew it was ripe that's awesome um Apparently, the seeds also looked like tiny human heads, um, and apparently they were so delicious that they were over-harvested and they went extinct. Oh, wait. So, people were eating these head fruits? Yeah, and they said that it was like the perfect mix of like sweet and sour. <laughs> what? Yeah.
0: Okay, I guess I was... I don't know why I, I was on board. I was like, yeah, totally. Head, head-shaped head fruit that laughs, but now that people are eating it, I'm like, Whoa. What does that look like? Is there organs in there? Um, What's happening? So you don't have or- you have organs in your face? Tongue's an organ. No, it's a muscle. I'm <laughs> thinking too much about this. Go on.
1: So um, a lot of the time when you see it depicted in like... Well, it's weird because it was hard for me to find pictures, but I specifically remembered this for a couple of reasons. One... It's in <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I don't know so much about the anime version, but in the manga version, they literally come across this tree with human heads on it. But I'm pretty sure it's for a different reason. Um, in the anime, they call it Jinmenka, which is like f- face, uh, human face fruit. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not exactly the same. But when you see it in a lot of um, old drawings, the fruit kind of looks like a peach mm-hmm. shaped like a human head so okay and i know that if you look up jimenka in japanese you will see there are farms in japan or other countries where they try to grow fruit in the shape of heads and there are a lot of weird plants out there that look like this so the idea that this wasn't just a yokai this wasn't just like oh spooky story
0: wait so there are some fruits that i mean not this one
1: um but uh if you do look it up Like, cause you can just put like plastic, a plastic mold over an apple and it'll grow in that shape.
0: Oh, I see what you mean. Okay. Um, Yeah. I'm looking, I'm Google image searching.
1: But like, there's always like, look, I peeled my corn and Jesus was in the corn (laughs) or like my, uh, my watermelon has an eyeball in it. Like Mm -hmm. there's always the stories. So it's not very far fetched that. Maybe someone's tree had a mutation, mm-hmm. and maybe that was a delicious mutation, but it looked r- like a head. Yeah. Um, but from that, there have been like spooky stories of, ooh, this face is on the tree. Um, and the thing that I said everybody knows is Executor, the Pokemon. He's the
0: executive Pokemon <laughs> who runs the company. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, it's basically a tree with heads on it. Yeah. Um and it's based off of this. That's cool. So you all knew it already.
0: Kristen actually wrote a whole article about oh, Pokemon Yokai a couple of years ago that you guys should all check out. I think if you just type in Pokemon Yokai, it'll show up. Does it really? Uh it it better. Thanks, Come on Google. Yay, we're there. Number 1 just type in Pokemon Yokai. There you go. And then thank Kristen later. No, it's fine. Or just thank me and I'll tell Kristen. <laughs> uh
1: So that's that was my my second one. I, I really like that one. For some reason, I have, like, a weird place in my heart for that super weird tree monster, I yeah. guess. And, you know, it's weird, too. The stories don't even say anything about it doing anything spooky or, like, hindering people. It's just, like, I had to eat all the fruit off this tree because it was real good. Yeah. It's just an excuse for me. And it just looked a like a face. And yeah. it
0: laughed. That's really cool. I didn't know the thing about it laughing and shaking mm-hmm. to the ground. You're
1: like, ha, 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 ha and then ooh, ooh, ooh,
0: ooh, yeah that'd be really nice though if you're just like in your house and you hear laughing you're like oh one's ripe I time can go to eat a peach <laughs> yeah
1: what's your next one okay cuz that's all i got my next one.
0: one is uh this one's i guess you could say kind of like a common ghost story in japan it's a it's a ghost story that i heard when i was in japan and i think it kind of introduced me to the concept of ghost stories or, or Japanese ghost stories, because... Uh, well, I'll just tell you the story real quick, and <laughs> that'll kind of be it. So I guess the original story is called... Uh, okay, so the yokai is called nopera Uh And basically, it's a faceless ghost. Just a ghost without a face. Is and it
1: like a sheet with no eye holes cut into it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. it's It's basically just a human... That either just has no face or it wipes its face off and scares people. Ew. So, the story I heard, which I think uh, I, I was looking up the story later, so I'm like, maybe it has a name. Uh, the name that I found was the Noperabo and the Koi Pond. Uh, and basically, there's like a Koi Pond, it's near Heiankyo in the capital, and there's a fisherman, and people said, Oh, don't go there, it's haunted or it's bad or. For some reason, don't go there. And he's like, whatever, I'm going to do it anyway. So he goes and he fishes in the koi pond. And then, you know, he's all alone by himself at night because uh, he's not supposed to be there. And someone comes up and they're like, excuse me, something, something. I don't know. Do you have the time? I don't know <laughs> if they asked that back then. Did but you
1: hear the last yelling of the time? Yeah. I used to shout the they have criers.
0: Oh, yeah. She said, I, I, I don't know what the time was yelled. Tell me again. I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> Basically, he's talking to this person all alone. And then she wipes her face off. And it's like, there's no face. So he goes running and screaming. He, like, runs into town. And he runs into, like, another person who's like, help. There's someone with no face. And, like, shakes the person. And they they go, like, you mean like this? And wipe their <laughs> face off. And he goes, it happened again. And he runs Again, I think it may happen a couple more times. Eventually, he makes it home to his wife, and he's like, "Oh my God, there's so many people out there with no faces." And she's like, "Oh, that's so sad. You mean like this?" Woo! And like, <laughs> and that's the end of the story. So, it's basically, this person just keeps <laughs> running into people that say, "You mean like this?" and wipe their <laughs> it's face. It's a off. Twilight
1: Zone episode. Yes, that's, <laughs> that's all. That's amazing.
0: It is. Um, so I guess that's the story I heard. I think when I had someone tell me it, it was like the person's back was always turned. And when they turned around, they had no face. Mm. Um, And that's all there is to the story. And I was waiting for, I guess, something where it's like, and then he died. And then he found the amulet that brought everyone's faces, (laughs) you know, stuff like resolution or something. But, you know, that was my introduction to be like, these are just spooky stories. Mm -hmm. There doesn't have, no one has to die necessarily. Um, It's just like the whole crux of the story is no faces, the end. (laughs) And that's uh, very Japanese, though. Even yeah. even
1: in, in spooky stories, a lot of the time it's like, and this is what the spooky stuff is. Mm-hmm. And there's never like, and the lesson is, don't go to ponds alone. Yeah, It's like, uh, and that's even with literature, too. A lot of the time people complain because there's no, where's the climax and where's mm-hmm. the resolution? No, it's just, it's giving you like a piece of time that you read and it makes you feel a certain emotion. That's mm-hmm. it. That's yeah. all it is. That's very Japanese storytelling. I love it. Yeah.
0: So that's, that's why I picked this one, because I thought it's a very good example of a Japanese story. It's like, you know, it has that emotion. It just has the scare. It has the no face. And that's it. Um, speaking of no face, <laughs> I don't actually know if no face from Spirited Away has anything to do with this. But as I just kept saying the word no face, it made me think of that. <laughs> so Hayao Miyazaki, if you're, if you're listening to this, Please tweet at us and let us know oh. if you were <laughs> if you were inspired by the Nopera Bowl.
1: I wonder if it was. I actually don't remember or know if I'm sure No Face or Kaonashi was based off of something.
0: Yeah, I don't think it was, but I just assume that Hayao Miyazaki listens to all our episodes <laughs> and that he will he will definitely answer uh, us.
1: Oh, that really makes me wonder if anybody knows what if it's based off of something please let me know because now i'm really curious um but yeah this i like this one the twilight zone aspect of this reminds me of like you'll watch an episode of the twilight zone i'm sorry this is kind of old but come on they have marathons on every new year's so you need to watch it it's all on hulu and is it really yeah i was watching it yesterday (laughs) So in the Twilight Zone, you'll watch something and you'll think, well, that's not very scary. But if you start to think about it while you're alone or at night, Mm -hmm. it'll start to really freak you out. Yeah. And give you horrible nightmares. And the nightmares will be the same as the show. Not much will happen, but it will give you that awful, uncomfortable feeling. And Mm -hmm. that's this. Yeah. Like, can you imagine having a dream and everybody had no face and it just freaked you out? Yeah. I hope I don't dream about this now.
0: (laughs) Okay. I was about to go on a big tangent about why i love the twilight zone but that's going to give us get us way off topic koichi's
1: not here you won't get away with that i know i can't do any tangents
0: today but anyway that's that's my next one so yeah there's not a lot to it but maybe there is a lot to it when you think about it (laughs) (laughs) something to think about no face
1: uh oh i so i have another one okay um this is one of my favorite kind of spooky things only because it's it reminds me a lot of what you would hear about well i'm i'm from connecticut and if you know anything about connecticut it's probably nothing uh we have a couple claims of fame gilmore girls amazing show and we're really haunted um Mm -hmm. just like japan we're super super haunted a lot of bad stuff happened there if you want a haunted bed and breakfast, Connecticut is your place to go. Isn't um, there a movie
0: like The Haunting in Connecticut yeah, came out a couple years ago? I think ago.
1: sci-fi also had like a haunting in Connecticut spooky story, which was mm. actually, yeah, it's all like based off of quote unquote real stuff with possession. Um, so Connecticut's real haunted. Um, I actually lived really close to a very famous haunted thing called the Norwich Mental Hospital. Mm. Um, but I don't live there anymore, so you can't find me. Ha ha. Anyway, so when I was living in Japan, I was living in Akita, which is in northern Honshu called Tohoku is the area. And Tohoku has this awesome spooky story, this yokai. A lot of the time it's more like a kami type spirit Mm -hmm. um, because it's not there. Well, I'll tell you why it's there uh, later. So usually you hear this story in Akita, Miyagi and Aomori, like the big prefectures up there. And it's called the Zashiki Warashi. Hmm. And you may go, if you know a little bit about Japanese, go Zashiki. Wait, isn't that a name for room in a house? And it is. It's kind of the name for the guest room. Or it can be where you store like your futon or like it's like a closet space sometimes. But it's generally a guest room. And it's basically this spirit. That only appears in old houses that have these old style guest rooms. And like if you have one of those sliding door closets where your futon are stored and you'll hear like like the, the f- footsteps of a little kid running through the house on the hardwood floors. Mm. And you'll think for a second, oh, it's just a kid running around. But then you'll realize you don't have a fucking kid. You don't have a kid. No one in this house has a kid. What? Sometimes if you're having like. A family get-together. You'll look around and all the kids are with you. And so...
0: So you, like, count the kids and you're like, oh, it must be old Satoshi. <laughs> I mean, young Satoshi. But then you realize Satoshi's right next to you.
1: Right. And so you kind of go, who the heck is in my house? But generally, there's no one there. If you do see this thing, it looks like a little kid. Usually around, like, three to five. So small, but not like a baby. Like a little kid that can run around. Mm-hmm. And they have the exact same description every time, right? So if it's a girl, it will be wearing red. It will either be wearing um, like a... There's, so there's two different types of kimono that mm-hmm. they can be wearing. Um, here's your cool kimono lesson. A kosode, which is like a short-sleeved kimono. Or a um, furisode, which is like a long-sleeved kimono. But it's always one of the two. It's mm. always red. If it's a boy, it'll be wearing a simple black kimono. Okay, and you'll see the kid for a second out of the corner of your eye, or if you open it, you'll think you saw it like as you were opening the thing, and then it's not there. Yeah. But is sometimes creepy. you'll hear a little kid like giggling or like little kid footsteps, uh. and it's because it's living in your guest room, and it's a kami. It's a type of kami like a, a spirit. Now, that sounds really freaky. That mm-hmm. would freak me out really bad. Yeah. And that's the kind of, like, hauntings that happen a lot in Connecticut. And, like, in, you know, the the first 13. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, what's like the first 13? The first 13 states. Is that not a thing?
0: Oh, okay. I never heard it called that before.
1: Oh. Hold on. There's probably a better term. It's like the 13 colonies. My bad. They were colonies. Everyone calls them. I don't know. Okay, I never heard um, that.
0: Anyway. Sorry. <laughs> you can so, cut that
1: out. a lot of the time, you'll... Um, hear about like, oh, this hotel is haunted by a little girl and her dolly. If you touch it, she'll visit you. This is worse than that. This is in your home. It's living in your guest room or in your closet where you keep your bedding. But surprisingly, none of the legends say anything bad about it living with you. Basically, if you have one living in your house, it means good luck. Whatever wealth you have, you'll get more and you'll be in really good health And your business will do well.
0: Oh, this is okay. But
1: when it leaves, everything gets destroyed. What? Basically, your fortune will go to ruin. Your house will start like, not like falling apart, but things will keep breaking and being in disrepair. And generally, it's not because like, oh, I caught this ladybug and I let it fly away. It's good luck. Uh Uh-uh. You don't want these to leave because if they leave, they're taking all of your good luck with them. Well, how do I keep it? I honestly don't know. I oh don't know. <laughs> um, okay.
0: I don't have one as far as I know. So maybe I'm okay. But I mean, now I'm all worried if I the, lose one. The
1: prereqs are live in Tohoku, have a really old Japanese house with a guest room. This like z- Zashiki style room. Um, but it's interesting because this legend really only appears in those prefectures. Hmm. Um And, like, you'll hear about it sometimes from people who had lived up there. They'll tell their kids when they, you know, everybody's moving to the cities. So it kind of has migrated a bit. Um, But it's cool because it's definitely, like, a regional type of thing. Um, And I love this. Yeah,
0: that's a really cool one. Well, I guess I don't have to worry about it leaving because I don't live in Tohoku. But if I did, I would be so, (laughs) I mean, I guess I'd be scared to have it there. and Just build a new house. I guess I'd be extra scared to be like, oh no, there's a ghost in here and oh no, it's gonna leave and then I'm gonna be ruined.
1: But at least it's not like a a blood sucking child who's gonna like when you go to sleep, it's gonna crawl out of your closet and like bite your face or right, something. Yeah. It's it's really just like hanging out in your guest room, yeah. making little tippy tappy noises and just with the
0: Yeah. It's not so bad. Or creepy, Is it?
1: Oh no. <laughs>
0: no, it's fine. Oh. Or yeah, it's fine. <laughs> that's a really cool one. I like. I really like regional yeah, ones like that.
1: That's the zashiki warashi. You can zashiki Google it. Warashi. Oh, the pictures are creepy.
0: Okay, just I'm gonna Google it real quick and little then little
1: photoshopped kids in the middle of houses. You guys can
0: hear my reactions as I look at Google images. Okay, scrolling. Pretty creepy.
1: It's all like Photoshop. Actually, these are
0: kind of cute. They're just like cute little.
1: Yeah, there's some doll- dolls in here. Oh, it looks like there's some anime with it. Well, if you know whatever anime that is, congratulations
0: tweet at us if you know well. the anime <laughs> you have a lot of tweeting at us to do this episode apparently uh that's a really cool one thank you for that you're welcome so i only have one more Ooh. and it's kind of hard to pronounce for me because it has two of uh, the Tzu with pei and Po. <laughs> and it's kind of a tongue twister for me i think uh it's nupe Noop-be-po. Noop-be-po. Uh, I guess there's a variation that's noopole, but noopol is more fun to say, I think.
1: It sounds horrifying. What is it?
0: It's basically a big old lumpy piece of flesh <laughs> with uh it has arms and legs, but the arms and legs are made out of the flesh. Oh it's no. And it's just as many <laughs> folds. Some some might say terry folds.
1: Oh no. <laughs>
0: it's just a big lumpy piece of flesh uh, that walks around. It has a face, but it's just made out of folds. So basically, just imagine a big piece of flesh and then you kind of mold a nose, maybe some little dents for eyes, and then you like squeeze some arms and legs. Kind of like, like Play Doh.
1: Like when people do, like, I t- I'm talking with my belly. Like when yeah, they squeeze like their that. belly and they talk with their belly button. Mm-hmm. I so definitely it's, haven't done that in it's, a long
0: time. <laughs> it's like that. Um, so this is kind of like the nudikabe in that it doesn't, you know, it doesn't hurt you. It's not really going to attack you or anything, but it's, it smells really bad. Some people say it smells like rotting flesh, Ugh. um, but really it just kind of smells. You it. know
1: why? It's because if you're really big and you've got like body folds and you don't wash them, it probably stinks. Oh,
0: it's because it doesn't wash its folds. It's terry
1: holy (laughs) holes um what's become of us
0: (laughs) i don't know but this is bringing out the best in in Mm. everyone (laughs) so uh basically it uh it just wanders around graveyards or abandoned temples kind of the the spooky places um so i it's not really going to sneak up on you but you'll just be like oh what's that big thing oh it's a big old fleshy mound it smells so bad it and just
1: walks right on up to people and
0: then it just walks it kind of lumbers around there's not much more to it than that uh <laughs> there's not really any stories you just like ew a fleshy thing and it stinks <laughs> but <laughs> uh heck? some people say and i don't know why this is part of the legend if you eat its flesh what if you cut off a little piece of the the nupe and eat it then uh you get eternal youth
1: well, that's why no one has it. Yeah. Why would anyone do that?
0: So, yeah, you just have to eat some some rotting flesh from this big nasty creature. Uh and it smells. So, it, it's usually by itself. It wanders around. Uh I it, I think it's one of those stories again like we talked about that didn't really come into its its final form. Um its final boss form <laughs> until uh, the Edo period so there were you know stories to be like oh I ran into this big lumpy thing of flesh that smelled oh no and you know that's the story um but in ar- around like uh 1730s uh there was the illustrated volume of a hundred demons I wrote this one down so I wouldn't forget <laughs> uh by Sawaki Sushi and then Toriyama Toriyama Sekien who we talked about before Um, in his night parade of 100 demons he also wrote about those so this is one that also was just like weird story about a lumpy thing and then it became like codified in the Edo period when people started writing and people started drawing
1: I mean how could you resist a picture of a lumpy flesh stink monster yeah
0: and the pictures of it are really I think they're kind of cute and kind of funny they're just like
1: I disagree (laughs) I'm looking at one right now and I do not enjoy it Because it's
0: got, like, a nose and a mouth just made out of folds. I don't know. I think it's funny. It reminds me of a... Oh, what's that thing that you see on the internet? That helps a lot. I have no idea what you're talking about. Damn it. It's like a meme. And it's just Oh, the fish? Yeah. The blob fish? fish? The blobby fish. Thank you for knowing what I was talking about. I don't know why I
1: knew what you were talking about. Thing on the internet. I don't don't know know what
0: that's called.
1: Yeah, it's the blobfish mr blobby
0: yeah i don't know where it came from I ju- i've exciting. just seen that image it a does
1: kind of look like that i see what you mean now
0: yeah but it you just, just looks w- like it would talk like oh hello oh. i'm here to be your friend why doesn't no one talk to me because you stink and you're ugly and i'm ugly oh
1: <laughs> this sounds <laughs> weird it's like the opposite well not opposite okay you know how people say at least in the south that sasquatches smell really bad and like it's awful stink maybe it's just like a hairless this is what like a sasquatch looks like underneath if it has no hair but this one was like i'm gonna shave my hair and be friends with humans yeah and the humans just like oh my god it's (laughs) awful (laughs) and now it's really sad oh
0: and now it's gonna be all itchy when the hair grows back
1: yeah. Oh, I just realized there's a really small one in this picture. I'm very upset. It's yes. like that <laughs> goes up to your one. knee. <laughs> so yeah, please Google all of these.
0: Yeah, noobaypole, and it's fun to say too. Give it a hug, but it'll probably suck you into its nose. like armpits. <laughs> you get sucked into the folds. Uh, yeah. So yeah, most of mine were just like they didn't have stories. They're just like creepy and fun. Um, but that's my last one.
1: Oh well. I have one more as well.
0: Okay. This is the last one. The best one.
1: (laughs) It's not really a yokai though. I don't, I only a couple of mine were yokai. Um, This is another regional thing from where I lived. Um, It's called a Namahage. And it's basically like an oni or a demon or an ogre. Um, And (laughs) they basically come out on New Year's night. And they say, are there any crybabies in here? Um, So if you have little kids, a namahage namahage will come into your house on New Year's night. Mm -hmm. And if you don't give them... Well, if your kid was good and you give them sake and some food, they'll be like, good job. You sure did it. (laughs) And then they'll leave. But if you didn't listen to your parents, if you cried a lot and you were a little jerk... You're a little punk kid. The Namahage is going to pick you up and it's going to take you away into the mountains.
0: Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) It's basically like the boogeyman or the Krampus for little kids up in Tohoku. Yeah. Uh, It's very much an Akita thing, like Oga Peninsula area. There's actually a Namahage museum that I went to. Mm -hmm. It was super cool um so namahage kind of look like your typical ogre in the face area it's like super big and angry it's got um kind of sometimes they have horns um and it's either red or blue um they also hold big knives <laughs> 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 giant knives so not um, like the spiked club that like, no no have. yeah so they don't hold a club they specifically hold big old they look like big butcher's knives right uh. Kind of cut that baby's um, arms off. And they wear like, uh, it's usually like straw clothes or like um, really loose stuff. Um, they're awesome because they, <laughs> not only do they scare your kids as like a story, because if you tell your kid about the boogeyman, like, oh, better go to bed or the boogeyman's going to come out from under the bed or under your closet. In towns, up in Japan they still do this so like the young guys who live in the town will volunteer and they will dress up they'll they'll do the normal Japanese thing for a f- like a festival or a thing they'll like go to a, a temple or a shrine and they'll you know they'll get their blessing and then they'll go and they'll literally go into the homes of parents with kids and they will Shout out there any crab babies in here, and the kids will scream their heads off, and the parents will laugh and laugh, <laughs> and then they'll try to pick up the kids and drag them out the doors. This is great. there are a lot of mean parents who <laughs> videotape this, uh-huh, if you look at YouTube and just type in Namahage, there are so many videos, not just of the museum where you get to like see the thing they like do a little dance. you get to see parents just laughing as kids cry and scream, they like dig their fingernails into the door oh, frame, awesome. they're like, No, no, I don't want to die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing, but it sometimes it's really hard to watch because you're like, Dude. Mom and Dad, this is not funny. <laughs> yeah,
0: but it's like all the people who are dressing as Namahage also. They probably went through got it as a kid.
1: Right. Um, so this story basically there's a ton of different origin stories. I won't go through them. It has a lot to do with a big old mountain. Um, but nowadays and over the last couple decades and centuries um there's been this story that if your kids misbehave the namahage will come and if you don't say hey i really want to keep my kid here's this sake here's this food i'm so sorry they suck like if it's not good enough your kid was that bad they'll take them they'll be like well it's my kid now you mm-hmm. didn't appreciate your life uh and the cool part is not only is there a museum uh on the oga peninsula up in akita but Every year on around New Year's, uh, they have a huge festival on this mountain, and they they light fires all the way down, and a bunch of non- namahage come down, and kids are crying and screaming. Some of them are, you know, non They don't even care. Mm-hmm. But um, it's great because they play taiko, and it's, like, super fun. Um, so it's
0: like a big crazy ogre festival.
1: Yeah, and it's a super regional thing, and... They're spooky and they're not really Halloween spooky. They're New Year's spooky, um, but I love them. That's um, a really cool thing.
0: It's really neat that like these kinds of stories and things can be any time of year. They can be at mm-hmm. New Year's. They can be, I don't know. They can be it's really such just sleepy hollow stuff, you know. Yeah.
1: And uh, also an, a cool thing about the legend, it's not just bad. Like if they they protect your town from natural disasters and sickness and stuff. So the reason they're coming down is because, I mean, this is a big assumption on my part. It's probably the idea that if you're not going to be a good member of society, we're just going to get rid of Mm you. Like, uh, I don't think they actually took any children and threw them into the mountains to die, I hope. Nowadays, they definitely don't. Um, But I don't know. Namahage are just so cool. And I got to go to the museum and it was so neat. And you can dress up like one there. And I have a Namahage Hello Kitty, so they're not that bad. Oh, that's if cool. Make Hello Kitty of them. I guess so. there's Hello Kitty
0: of everything, but that's True. the fun thing is to collect all the different Hello Kitties. Yeah, for the region. The thing I love about this is that either way, whether you let them drag your kid off or if you give them the sake, bo- in both cases, you teach your kid a lesson. Mm-hmm. You can be like, oh, you're bad, so you're getting dragged away. Or you could be like, oh, I had to give away. My favorite sake to keep you How here. How dare you, child. So you better be ne- better next year so that I don't have to give away my awesome sake. Mm-hmm.
1: And if your kid was really good, if you're like the kind of parent who's like, well, Santa still wants to, g- doesn't want to give you coal. Y- you can, like the namahage don't aren't like jerks to everybody. Yeah, they're <laughs> not going to drag but your But please, 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 please. Actually, I wrote an article on it, um, but I have a couple videos in there. But if you just look at YouTube for Namahage, the videos are amazing. It's r- they're really fun. Yeah. So please, please watch one or two.
0: That's really cool. Well, I think that's the best way to end <laughs> is with the best uh, story that scares children, teaches them a lesson to say, hey, be a good member of society mm-hmm. and stop wasting my sake. Because it's very important to have good Stop spilling it on the porch. Uh, yeah, and that's really, that's really cool. I, I think that's also something... Sorry, I was going to end, and now I thought of something else to say. Um, I remember when, when I was in Japan, the first time I encountered something like this, there was like a haunted house that was for my friends. Uh, my friend had a daughter who was about four or five, and her school put on a haunted house, but it wasn't like a fun little happy ghost. It was like they put on scary masks and like okay everyone has to go through and the kids were like screaming and crying and the Mm -hmm. parents just laughed and laughed and I was like oh you're scaring the poor children but you know like over time I was like well it's something that like they had happened to them and it kind of like it's meant to not to like (laughs) we're gonna scar our children it's kind (laughs) of like we're gonna you know help them grow up a little bit and you know go through something scary
1: I think you can argue either way, whether it's right and wrong is not for us to decide. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just nice to share that this is a cool, interesting tradition, not necessarily right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it is happening and I don't know. I, I find them entertaining. I, d- I definitely feel bad with, for the kids the whose parents definitely they go overboard. Like you shouldn't, <laughs> you shouldn't let a stranger pick up your child and drag them into the snow. Yeah. Uh, not so nice. Um, but, yeah, it doesn't help when you're asking, are there any crybabies here? And the kid immediately bursts into tears like, oh, yeah. no, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> I was the crybaby.
0: That's true. Um, but, yeah, I think it's really cool. And, uh, yeah, that was I'm – glad, I'm glad you went last because that one was <laughs> – if I'd ended on new paypal, <laughs> that wouldn't have been as good. Uh, so that's, that's all we've got for you this week. Um, if you want to read more about Yolkai, we have a whole series – on tofugu.com on yokai,
1: and we recommend books like if you want to start getting into reading about it. It's not just like
0: I only recommend going to tofugu.com. <laughs> okay, just kidding. Yes, we recommend books like which ones?
1: Um, like Matt Alt's books, The Yokai Attack, Yurei Attack, and I guess Ninja Attack, if you don't feel like being too spooked. Um, and I think one of our writers wrote about a ton of different books. Um, I think if you just type in yokai books, it probably pops up. Oh
0: yeah, there's a whole article on that. Um.
1: But yeah, it's called Choosing the Best Yokai Books for You. It basically, um, if you're not sure what you want to read, like, do you want a field guide? Do you want um, like an introduction to them and like some scary stories? Um, it, it kind of says, all right, well, um, let's let's see what you actually want to read. And funnily enough, <laughs> your giant skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> is one of the pictures we used in this.
0: Yeah, good old giant skeleton. Uh, also, uh, we mentioned Matt Alt uh, and Zach Davison. They're both they both have been on the podcast. Friends of the podcast. Uh, Zach Davison has a new one. I'll have to look up the name, but it's all about ghost cats. Oh yeah. Um, and he also one called has one called Yure, the Japanese ghost. So that's specifically about ghosts.
1: Mm-hmm. He has a website all about spooky stuff, and it's called Hyakumonogatari kaiden kaidan Kai, right is yeah that
0: it? and he, he's got like a lot of uh really interesting articles about ghosts and yokai and things like that um oh his his cat book is called kaibyo the supernatural cats of japan
1: there's a ton of su- we didn't touch any of the supernatural cats there are a ton of yeah. supernatural cats should have picked a cat
0: <laughs> i really do like the cat ones
1: but yeah definitely if if you enjoyed this like sampling of different kinds of spooky ghosty um demon stuff um definitely check out more from all of those awesome experts um and hopefully you find the ghost for you
0: (laughs) yeah the ghost of your dreams is there a dream ghost that come that goes to your dreams most likely is that freddy krueger he's not really a ghost though is he a ghost I've never seen those movies. Anyway, (laughs) that's the end. Uh, What do we do at the end of the podcast? I say that out loud because I forgot.
1: Oh, we read um, reviews. Yes,
0: we read reviews. Oh, we need to give them actions. I guess we did just give them actions. Yeah, your
1: action items. um, If you hate everything we just did, don't bother looking up ghosts. But if you love it, totally use some of the resources we just said.
0: Yeah. Um, Um, And then our other action item is... For us to open iTunes and read your reviews. So here I go. Opening iTunes. Sure is great podcasting when, you know, (laughs) you get to hear me typing.
1: I actually don't know what you guys read. I don't think I was on the last one. So I don't know where you are. So I can't help you at all.
0: Oh, no. I'm all alone. Just like in a ghost story. Wait a minute. There it is. Okay. Ratings and reviews. I hope one of you guys left us. A birthday message to say to someone, <laughs> which I've told you guys before, if you have uh, any birthday messages, just leave it in the reviews and we'll say happy birthday to ooh, someone. Ooh,
1: I see one that I'm pretty sure is new. Okay. This is five stars. Thank you. From my nickname won't be accepted. And it says, okay, okay, you win. I'll leave a review. Thank you. <laughs> Good, Thank you. <laughs> I like that kind.
0: Okay. And I've got one. From October 24th by Nevsky Z who gave us five stars. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and they said pros and cons suggested topics. Or no, not pros con- pros and cons. Pros cons of suggested topics. So these are professional con men <laughs> that they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Pro cons. Uh, the Tofugu podcast is colon eccentric information. The host personalities really come through like a ghost through a wall. The somewhat disorganized conversational approach is a refreshing alternative to a high-structured topical podcast with high production values. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad we're an alternative to high production values. (laughs) Oh, Thank you, though. Um, Such as 99% invisible. I don't know what that is. Um, (laughs) Is that a cool thing that kids know? Negative. Oh, I better not read this. I will. It's a bit long, but this (laughs) makes it great for slow days at work. That's true. If you're having a slow day, just listen to our podcast and make it slower. Sometimes it's a bit too off topic. No one has ever said that about our podcast before, but I love it when they do. But not (laughs) every time. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why that cracked me up so bad. Okay, Uh, there's like uh, another paragraph that I won't read, but this is a really great review. As you can tell, I'm cracking up i love this review thank you very much and i'll read the rest of it after the show um that's all we have for you
1: uh so if you like the podcast leave us a review i've never asked for one before but i guess it's just two of us and you just talked so i should do it um leave us a review but only nice ones no you can leave um i guess not so nice ones if you want um but it'll make me very sad because they d- they do make me read them now, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I don't want to be sad. Yeah, read s- write something
0: that uh, Kristen can read, and say this is for Kristen. No, but if it's something mean, then we won't we won't make Kristen read it.
1: But if you do have w- a weird message, that does sound really fun. Yeah, totally like, read a message.
0: Put a, put a weird message in there, like, hey Toby. Don't forget to take out the trash. And, you know, Toby, who, you know, listens to this, will be like, oh, man, I really got to take out that trash. Um, also, someone give us a two star review already. No. We have <laughs> five, four, three and one star don't reviews. do ask for
1: that. Well, we got to have one of each. I don't. I. This is not Pokemon. I do not <laughs> need to catch all of the stars.
0: Um, maybe I'll give us a two-star right that
1: now. That was a joke, everyone. Please don't give us a two-star. That's
0: against the law. I'm not allowed to give us a review or else I'll go to podcast jail.
1: It's like if you edit your own Wikipedia entry, you'll go to hell. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I wonder, if, is there like a ghost story, a yokai story of like, he edited his own Wikipedia and then a ghost came out of the screen?
1: Yeah, it's, it's right now.
0: Uh-oh. We just made it. Yay! We are yokai writers. Someone
1: make an ukiyo of that and make it becomes law.
0: Mm-hmm. And make a Yu-Gi-Oh card of it <laughs> <laughs> because Yu-Gi-Oh has yokai. I actually don't know about
1: Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, I know a lot about Yu-Gi-Oh, but not in the last like five years. Anyway, no one needs to know that. Let's end it here. Okay. Happy Halloween, everybody! Happy
0: Halloween! Bye. Ooh. Ooh.